0: Hello, boys and ghouls, and welcome to episode 19, our October episode. Now is the time of year when your television's regularly scheduled programming is interrupted by ghosts, vampires, witches on their brooms, and a beagle in a pumpkin patch. So check your local listings, adjust your antenna, and don't sit too close as we take a look at Halloween specials. You want to see something really scary? They come from the bowels of hell, a transformed race of walking dead. Zombies, exploding heads.
1: Psychos, fanatics, murderers, nutcases. How do we all agree that what we are dealing with
0: is vampires? I know that one of you is a werewolf. Ain't nothing. Good, dead, good. I want to kill good, so far, Have you Satan ever talked is to a good. corpse?
1: Satan is our pal. It's boring From the third switch Look, The
0: third switch Give my creation five. Mm-hmm. Okay, now you are kind of far away from the chocolate And I'm depending on you too
1: I will be I be, the one, be the
0: one to reach me the chocolate. When I, I...
1: I will help you with the chocolate. Okay. There will when be I no chocolate it. emergency here. But I did bring you um, Halloween cookies.
0: Yes, from Trader Joe's with yeah. a picture of a pumpkin face.
1: Yeah, pumpkin face.
0: Is um, it like a witch's hat on the other side or is it a pumpkin face? I
1: think it's all pumpkin face.
0: All right.
1: And, because, and you know why I brought you Halloween cookies?
0: Because? It's, it's
1: October.
0: <laughs> it's October, folks. So... You noticed my Count Chocula sitting here. Yes. And... Looks delicious. They did this year, uh, folks, of those of you who enjoy the monster cereals, you may have noticed in the last few years, they kind of updated the box a bit. And it wasn't bad, but it wasn't really what I was used to. And now this year, they've got like a a throwback, much simpler version of Count Chocula and Booberry and Frankenberry. And more than that...
1: Oh. Fruit Brute. Yeah, I saw that. Wow.
0: So yeah, Fruit Brute is apparently this is a different spelling than they used to have, but okay.
1: How did they spell it?
0: Like like fruit like actual fruit, not F R U T E. Oh,
1: I like F R U T E. Yeah,
0: fruit fruit. Fruit Brute was discontinued in the 70s.
1: Wow. So
0: I have I have no memory of it.
1: Somebody hung on to the recipe, General Mills.
0: I never even heard of it until um Pulp Fiction. In Pulp Fiction, as it's I. It's
1: on. Oh, okay, yeah.
0: Eric Stoltz is eating cereal, and behind him is a box of Fruit Brute, which, when I saw it originally, I thought it was made up, just like a product. Uh-huh. They're like, oh, that's cute. Fruit Brute. Sure. But Pulp Fiction was such a just a mega hit. <sighs> that there were articles about the t-shirts they wore and what's fruit brute and it said fruit brute was part of the monster cereals yeah but it was discontinued so i was like oh well that must have been i wish i'd
1: been with you when you saw fruit brute in the store
0: well um did you squeal i didn't squeal a friend of mine who works at a grocery store back in pennsylvania put out a link that there's fruit brute and discontinued in the 90s yummy mummy right is back this year so i was like fruit brute that's like The lost wines of Atlantis. None (laughs) have tasted it for a generation. Uh, And Yummy Mummy is is like the lost fruits of Babylon that grew in the gardens that are no more. And I will taste them again. Uh, Finding them was a bit of a chore. Yummy Mummy I found without too much trouble. But I have another friend who works nights at Target.
1: I was going to say, that's where I saw all of them.
0: Yeah. And I put her on the job. I said, you let me know if you see Fruit Brute. And because she works nights, she doesn't have a great idea of when's a good time to call. Mm. So pretty early in the morning, I get a text. It's like, what? What's happening? And just a picture of all the monster cereals in a row. And it just says Glendale. And it was like two days later, I'm in the Glendale Target. I've been to just, that Target. Yeah, just pulling up my cart and... <laughs> Like an eight-year-old that gets to go shopping for the first time, just like putting boxes and boxes of monster cereal. This is why I
1: love this time of year, because you get certain products you only get this time of year. There are new things that come out that are exciting and fun, and and maybe they don't taste great, but you buy them anyway because they got a pumpkin on them.
0: Yeah. Let me describe. Uh, Fruit Brute tastes like someone took Frankenberry and honeycombs
1: and kind of alternated
0: them. Weird. I kind of... The softer honeycomb. You know how like yeah. you'll get different sizes in a box. Oh yeah. And sure. the, the, there's like the bigger, sort of softer ones. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Taste a little different than the smaller hard ones. That
1: makes me want honeycomb.
0: Okay. Well, <laughs> imagine the, the little monster ghosts that come in these cereals. Mm-hmm. One, it, you get it. Fifty percent is like the yellowish honeycomb ghosts, and fifty percent is basically frankenberry, as far as I can tell. And that's Fruit fruitbert. And yummy mummy kind of tastes like fruit loops. So it's a fruit, okay. fruit-based cereal.
1: I'm okay with that. I like Fruit Loops.
0: So move over Cheerios in the morning. <laughs> so long, cutting up a banana. I'm eating children's cereal probably for the rest of the month.
1: And you're allowed to because it's Halloween.
0: Right. Somebody did ask me like, well, first of all, someone had just asked me, how's it going? And I was like, monster cereals. I found the late great fruit brute. And then they go, oh, uh, how much was that? And I'm like, I don't know. This kind of price was no object.
1: Right, you just grab it.
0: I think two fifty a box.
1: That's impressive.
0: Looking back on it, but I just grabbed it. Did, didn't uh-huh. look. No. didn't look. look at the price. No, just get in the basket. Ring me out. Agreed. So how have you been?
1: I've been great. I've had some good spooky happenings already for this October. I went to mine.
0: Have been mostly breakfast based. Uh huh. Yeah.
1: I went to Halloween Horror Nights already, and that was really fun and scary. Wait a second. Um,
0: that was with me. Uh huh.
1: Uh-huh. Well, that's right. And I performed in a one-night-only Halloween show. It was just a short show, four scenes written by my best friend in the world, and all spooky-themed. So I play... Um, Were you in uh, all four scenes? No, I was just in one scene. But I played a robot, a new robot who's got several personalities, and things start going haywire because she... Hasn't been charged fully. Really fun. Um,
0: no, were these humorous or straight oh, yeah. up spooky? or they fun?
1: Kind of a combination of all three of those things. Probably 10% actually spooky. And the rest just fun and funny and touching and just great. Okay. Matthew wrote all of them and they were all, I mean, they're all fantastic. We're actually going to try to do kind of a revenge of Spook Night. It was called Spook Night. We're probably going to try to do a second one sometime before the month is out because with the same, I mean, just the same performance, but Mm -hmm. it was so much fun. And the best part of the night is that it was a 61-seat theater, and 120 people came. So we had That's... rows of chairs on the stage, people sitting on the ground just to pack everybody in. So right. we had quite the turnout, and it was a wonderful night. It was a lot of fun. And was such a fun way to kind of kick off the Halloween season because it was on October 4th. So just kind of like, yeah, yeah guns blazing. This
0: is a night. This is a night. I was created for. I'm going to And go knocking on everybody's door. This is the night. This is the night. I'm gonna hit the street. Cause this is the night folks are giving away so many good things to eat. Oh, 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 oh. you know, life life could be be so sweet. sweet. If every night it was a night to go trick or cheese. wouldn't it be sweet? Hey everybody. Uh welcome to Boys and Ghouls. I'm Marshall Hicks.
1: And I'm Cat Knight.
0: And in this episode, our topic is Halloween specials. Halloween TV specials. Cat, you came up with this topic. Yeah. And the first thing I said, well, I was like, great. And then I just made a noise. I was like, and then you just kind of looked at me. I looked at, at
1: you blankly and, like, <laughs> and I was like, Marshall, are you okay? Uh, I, I repeated it. I was like,
0: you know, and I made like hand, like swirly hand motions. I was like, and then I realized that our nine year age gap has left. This some is just one of those moments where yeah. we
1: weren't connecting. Yeah.
0: The noise that I was trying to affect, which I then found on YouTube and then just played it for you. And you're like, oh, that's, that's something. And I was like, you don't get it. <laughs> When that noise played, and what it was, was the, like, I think CBS or ABC, like, each network had its own, now a special television event. Yep. I want to say that was CBS, and what it did was it just said the word special. Swirling, leaving a a text trail behind it, coming right at the screen, going. (laughs) (laughs) And when you saw that coming, it meant that you were going to see something. That was not regularly on TV and would not be on again for a year. If you missed it, that's it for a year. Yeah. Which the younger you get, the longer that seems. I think Wizard of Oz was only on like like once a year.
1: I, for a long time.
0: Yeah. And anything rankin and bass they were like catch him right now because you're not going to see him again for a year
1: those would come on once a year and we would hunker down in front of the tv i would be so excited and you wouldn't want to be out of the room for too long you had that commercial break to go to the bathroom do your business get out of the bathroom you know like grab a snack whatever you need to do because if your butt wasn't back on the couch you were gonna miss it for a year for a year yeah that's a lot of pressure
0: and then vcrs came around and first you tape the halloween specials and then you can just watch them whenever and then they just became available you could just buy them in the stores and then kind of a little at a time they still have special things on tv naturally but i guess they sort of phased out the and it's come to mean a little less Mm -hmm. because we are no longer subject to the schedule of television programmers Less than ever, and with every year and with every new technology, less and less.
1: Absolutely.
0: Even just showing you a demonstration of the blah, 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 blah. just took me less than a minute to yeah. find it. Yeah. Whereas like years and years ago, if if I wanted to, to show you what that was, I'd to say,
1: just go blah blah blah, blah. Uh, Yeah. And like then I'd say, you know
0: what? <sighs> just come back to my place like the week before Christmas and we'll we'll find it. And
1: we'll find it. Yeah, before yeah.
0: before they show like frosty. Witches and owls make the scene when Charlie Brown and his Peanuts playmates go on a haunting spree in a happy Halloween special that's filled with delightful, heartwarming adventures from their wonderful cartoon world. It's the great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. You and I went and we found a nice handful of the Halloween specials. I've got only one or two on DVD myself. The rest I found through, like, YouTube.
1: I watched everything on the internet. Even though I own a copy of It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, it was going to take me longer to go dig out my DVD, turn on the <laughs> Blu-ray player, stick it in, put the thing, press the play. By the time... I was just like, I'm just going to find it online. And I found it in like 10 seconds. And how horrible is that? <laughs> I couldn't be bothered to go... Whatever.
0: So of all the ones that we watched, we, we both watched a handful... Cat, chronologically, what's the oldest one that you came up with?
1: I think the oldest thing I watched was It's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown, which is 1966.
0: There may have been some before that. That's the oldest one I could find. Oh, really? I, I read up on it a bit, and nothing credits it as being like the first Halloween special. Yeah. So it probably wasn't. But pretty early in the run probably was...
1: It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown.
0: It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. The Peanuts gang have made a couple of the best holiday TV specials ever, ever. Mm -hmm. One of them is It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, which by the time we watched it, it would have been about 20 years old. Yeah. And I never had any real concept that it was made any time before my own experiences. Nor did I. And even kids now, they might say like, oh, no one has a cell phone. <laughs> how odd
1: i don't know maybe kids today would at least notice a difference between that and pixar Didn't 3d I animation the light jazz <laughs> yeah playing yeah. behind them yeah or as alec pointed out to me as i was playing this and he's like what is that 60s hippie flute going on and i was like yeah it was the 60s man <laughs> and it
0: was the 60s it man was. but it was the 60s acknowledging i got pretty deep into this one somewhere in my notes is the word vietnam Oh. Um.
1: <laughs> I also philosophically got really deep into it, which yeah. I may or may not wax poetic about well, in a moment.
0: A, a lot of it was what in this is for kids and what in it in this is for adults and the times they were a changing in the 60s. But the Peanuts characters, although very much a product of their time, were also hearkening back to the rapidly ending sort of, I'll just call it the Norman Rockwell vision of America and kids and all that. So everything they did, uh, jumping into leaves, trick-or-treating, bobbing for apples, was all great and wholesome. And you said 67 it came out? 66. 66. Okay. A transitional Mm -hmm. time. Super transitional. Yes. So so you got the, the Rockwellian over on the other side. And then you've got, I don't think I'm overstating it, like women's lib. Sure. Coming in. And just some of the lines coming out of Linus about, um, like, clearly we have denominational differences.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right.
0: I, I will credit uh, Peanuts and the Great Pumpkin as uh, bridging the Norman Rockwell America and whatever was to come next. Which, really, of course, which... they
1: didn't know. No, no, yeah. no, none of us ever do, but, who, you who know. Who could have
0: known? Oh,
1: you didn't tell me you were going to kill it.
0: Bridging, Leave It to Beaver, with the oncoming Manson family, we have it's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown.
1: Yeah, and going by to your point about about it being in the early part of and the going, I'm trying to I'm trying to think how to phrase this.
0: You're listening to two people who didn't live through the '60s. Try to figure it out based on things they saw on television. <laughs> but That's you it. know, we well, didn't cover it in history class. No, I mean it was history by the time we were in history class. Yeah, but the textbooks. Took us up to like Rosa Parks and then just stopped.
1: Yeah, and for maybe for that reason, because the textbooks didn't, at least in my experience, cover it in much more than just kind of yeah, Woodstock happened and hippies. I've been fascinated by it for a long time. I read Helter Skelter this summer, but if okay, if we want to go with that context, then then Linus's. Kind of insistence on waiting for the Great Pumpkin and everyone else is doing their tricks or treats, as they keep saying. Yeah. But he won't. It kind of uh, embodies the spirit of the 60s, that sort of idea of all the hopeful optimism that then got completely dashed a few years later. But And, and I don't want to
0: overcredit Charles Schultz and gang for putting all these wheels within wheels, but let's just say it was in the air.
1: Well, yeah. Sometimes people the air, don't intend for the, it, those kinds of things to be there, but you create, and then what is in the air, what is in the ether, what you've pulled, becomes more clear. Upon yeah. other people seeing it, upon you seeing it years later. I mean, sometimes you just, you don't see what's coming out of you until someone else points it out.
0: But as far as watching this when we were kids, there would be lines like, oh. There are three things they have learned never to discuss with people. Religion, politics, and the great pumpkin. And I wouldn't get it, but it would be in the context of something I did get. So I would just kind of give it a pass and be on to the next joke. And, oh, look, she pulled the football away. And then I get a little older and I get a couple more of the jokes. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, I guess dog lips. And then I get a little older and get a couple of jokes. And then a few years go by and I don't watch it because I'm a teenager and whatever. And then I come back and watch it as a young man. And it's like, all this stuff was in here and I never picked up on it. And not only that, but nobody ever like nudged me and, and went like, you're not getting this. Yeah. It was just not gotten. Right. And I was okay with that. It was just one of the many things I didn't get. But it grew with me, you might say. Absolutely. And I would get more and more out of it without losing anything off the back end of, like, the childhood nostalgia. By and large, It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, is not scary. There's very little scary about it. There's a... Uh, beginning to it where they're like the kids in their costumes are kind of running they run to a house and oh it's bats and then they run somewhere else and oh it's big ghosts and that sets a good tone for spooky but after that there's really nothing to after
1: that it's just depressing Fright. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nothing really to frighten them even in other halloween specials that would have something scary that turned out to be not scary right i believe uh with fat albert there was the old widow who lived in the spooky house, that someone wanted to like egg her house and play pranks on it. And then, well, maybe we just get to Noah, and she's a nice woman. Oh, It's lovely, by the way, the, the Fat Albert uh, Halloween special. I'll
1: have to look for that.
0: It was my inspiration to uh, be a robot one year, because one of the Junkyard gang was mm-hmm. a robot, and he could keep his candy inside his costume.
1: <laughs> you were like, that's just what I've been looking for.
0: Right? There's nothing even... Falsely scary in it's a great pumpkin, and I do
1: love their costumes.
0: Except so. for the thing that I would be actually afraid of year after year, which is missing Halloween.
1: Oh yeah,
0: it would always be. A, like Didn't a, you
1: have nightmares that you well, had that you, that had just come and gone and
0: frustrating dreams about once a year? Oh yeah, well into adulthood. That makes sense. Well so happy. Well into since you've known me, yeah. That once a year around September, I'd have a dream that like it would be Halloween night, and I like couldn't put on my shoes. And people are like, come on, come on, it's Halloween, you're missing. And you're I'm like, like but I,
1: my shoes, they I, won't I, they shoes. won't stay on my feet. Yeah.
0: Or that I'd be with somebody else and they'd just be kind of jerking me around. And they're like, oh yeah, man, five more minutes, five more minutes. I'm like, it's getting dark out. Oh, I wake up. Oh, I missed Halloween. Oh, it's only September.
1: Okay, good. Man, what a scary dream.
0: But the reality on Halloween nights is you've got just a pretty brief window of time in terms of, as they call it, tricks or treats. Yeah. To go out and really get things done. And the character of Sally in this forsakes tricks or treats to go and wait in the pumpkin patch with Linus. Oh. Linus at the end, he's not like, oh, I could have been trick or treating. Oh, what a dark. Whereas Sally, she demands restitution, which I probably thought meant candy. Yeah. She yeah. says, I could have been at a Halloween party. I could have been getting tricks or treats. I demand restitution. And... Oh, how horrible that she, much like if you missed the Halloween special, wouldn't come for another year. If you missed Halloween, it would not come for another year. There's, I mean, the stores right now are are trying to give us like, it's the Halloween season. And really in LA it is. It starts in late August. Yes. But. Thank goodness. By and large, especially when you're a kid, it's Halloween night. And you hit it and then it's done. Yeah. And it doesn't come again. And if something should happen, If you've ever had your time wasted for like three hours, like just sitting at the mechanics, that's Halloween.
1: That's Halloween. That's a
0: time from when it gets dark until the porch lights go out. Because when the porch lights go out, that means we have no no more more candy candy. for you. And see you next year.
1: If you're 10, a year is 10% of your life, man.
0: Right. That you're having a And and even younger, even a greater percent. Even younger, even more. But that's kind of more math. Yeah. Than that just sort of even 10 into 10. Yeah. So let's not even go there. It's a little easier. Now, where I'm from. We didn't trick or treat until it got dark. Kat, okay. how about
1: we may have started earlier, but my trick or treating memories are of it being in the dark. Yeah. My mom I went, remember trick-or-treating in the dark only.
0: Wouldn't let us out until it was dark. It like wasn't appropriate until it was dark. You're you're catching people during dinner if you go out before dark. I think was oh, the idea that makes there. Sense. You know, it gets dark earlier. And by the way, they they pushed back daylight savings. George W did, not to get all political again. Yeah. <laughs> and my first reaction and my mom's first reaction was Wait, that's after Halloween. That's an hour less of darkness to go out and trick or treat in. Right. More progressive kids today may go out when it's still light.
1: Sure. Well, the I kids did in uh, John Carpenter's Halloween.
0: Yes, they did. They were
1: trick-or-treating at like 4 o'clock in the afternoons. Like, what are you doing?
0: Yeah, they had somewhere to be, I guess.
1: I guess.
0: A movie from the last year is uh, Silver Linings Playbook,
1: mm-hmm. which
0: the jogging scenes, the outdoor scenes, are actually in my hometown. And, and not just, you know, near my home. But, like, that's my home. That's Ridley, Pennsylvania, which is great because now I can not have to describe to people where I'm from. I have this visual reference that lots of people have seen Yeah. that I can just say, oh, Silver Linings Playbook right there, like right. where they're jogging, all those streets. That's where I'm from. Those are the mean streets of my youth. <laughs> and in that, the kids are out kind of early Halloween night and it's still light out. Yeah. And I was okay that they got from the diner to outside the movie theater real quick, even though... They're really nowhere near each other. Right. And I know that. Movie magic. Yeah. Movie magic. But the kids out during the daylight, I know I haven't been home for Halloween in over 10 years. Yeah. But I I was like, "Eh, I don't buy it. (laughs) All they were doing is showing that it was Halloween and it's easier to film during the day than at night.
1: Well, some of us take Halloween more seriously than others. And clearly you and I are those people.
0: Take that, Oscar winners. (laughs) I
1: was just going to make that joke.
0: Now, following those rules of... Not going out for tricks or treats, which I never called it. Nope. But the Peanuts Gang seemed to, exclusively. A trick or treating is what we say. Mm-hmm. To go out to trick or treat, if you don't go out until it's dark, then the time of the greatest anticipation is as the sun sets. Sundown. So what I really like to see in these specials, and I'm referring mostly to the cartoons, is to take the time to not just go daytime, nighttime. But to draw in that hour when the shadows get really long and the sky gets all purple, which to me, the sun setting is the time of the greatest excitement of Halloween. Then you go, you know, tearing out and within like half an hour, your feet are tired Mm -hmm. and it's still great. But the energy of the anticipation is never greater than during that sunset hour. I got five pieces of candy. I got a chocolate bar. I got a quarter. I got a rock. So famously, Charlie Brown got a rock.
1: I got a rock. Got My a rock. mom loves that.
0: And it's not just that one person gave him a rock, but about Everybody. three people. Or just by the end of the night, all he had was a bag of rocks.
1: That's scary for a kid.
0: Just getting to rocks. To wind up
1: with no candy.
0: That was, presumably there was candy at the party. Yeah. So I was, I was always okay with that. I do want to ask you, Kat, favorite or least favorite Halloween candy that you can think of? What would be left at the end? Like, you get a nice bag of candy, and then it just sort of gets frittered away, and then there's just a couple things left, and then you eat them anyway just because they're technically candy.
1: Yeah, yeah. But I, I think they were like, last for a reason. For some reason, I think, like, Bitter Honey and, like, Charleston Chew, like, anything that was kind of harder to eat – Physically, yeah. just logistically, more difficult to eat probably would be left around. As much as I like Dum Dums, like usually there was an abundance of them, and kind of get sick of them. So I had maybe they kind of did you at,
0: at my bank? They have a whole just plate oh, full of Dum Dums. I love that. I had root beer flavor. I do,
1: and I love them. But maybe some of those were left. But yeah, I think anything that would like stick to your teeth really. I mean, chocolate bars gone. Yeah, you know, of course, Kit
0: Kats, anything, Snickers, Reese's, anything fun
1: sized that's fun-sized got chocolate it in it.
0: And I'm not sure. But I think it's old people that gave out the, uh-huh. the really hard to manage candy. I just imagine that when they were younger, maybe nougatty wasn't even invented and they just got bricks of sweets.
1: Right. So for them, they're like, the kids will like this. And yeah. we're like, no, it's got to be easier to cram in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but what was left at the end was Mary Jane's for me which is like a a sort of peanut buttery yeah but hard as a rock
1: Uh uh-huh no i know what you're. yes and it came in that uh
0: yellowish wrapper yes where it might have been sitting on the shelf for years and years
1: i'm thinking of that too when i was saying charleston chew and like bit of honey that's the same exact stuff i'm talking about yeah that too really hard to eat yeah yeah and the flavor was all right and like you're saying eventually you'd pop one in anyway because it was you know still candy it's candy in my room
0: and someone thought enough to buy a lot of it and then hand it out some at a time yeah and maybe it was an inexpensive candy one hopes because you're <laughs> not getting a lot for your money
1: <laughs>
0: but that was a hard going candy yeah and the wrapper would stick to it more often than not yes you take off the wrapper. oh you have
1: little bits of paper still yeah. left us oh come on and
0: you're like well time to get a little wax on my diet because this Jeez. is going in my mouth.
1: oh yeah it's probably still in my gut i got a popcorn ball I got a fetch ball. I got a pack of gum. I got a rock. So the next Halloween special I watched mm. because you sent it to me and I am thrilled about it was 1976's Paul Lynn's Halloween special. It's the Paul Lin Halloween special starring Paul Lynn with Paul's special guest, Tim Conway, Roz, Pete, Tescadero Kelly, Margaret Hamilton, Billy Hayes, Billy Barty, special guest star, Lawrence Henderson,
0: a special appearance by Betty White, and a rock and roll explosion, Kiss. And now, the Paul Lynn Halloween
1: special. Let's talk about Paul Lynn, shall we?
0: Where does one begin with the Paul Lynn?
1: I don't know. Well, Halloween I mean, I will, I will say this. One of my favorite autumn movies to watch when I can force myself to get all the way through it because uh-huh. I get really emotional is Charlotte's Web, which I usually watch in November. So for me, Templeton the rat was a very well-known character. And then when I finally saw Paul Lind do something, it was probably my mom watching old episodes of Bewitched.
0: It was the uncle. I didn't even put something.
1: Yeah. I didn't even really put two and two together. I mean, it took years until I was an adult where I was like, oh, oh, oh. And then you realize that, you know, so for me, Paul Lind is, he's Templeton.
0: Doubled in the rap
1: And it was alternately funny and sad to read about Paul Lind just tr- doing a little research for this, just kind of his life. You know, Was he it had, a sad life? Well, he had some weight issues and alcohol issues, a lot of which seemed tied into his sexuality issues. Not really that he had issues, it's just that in the time he was living in, you know, so... Confirmed
0: bachelor Paul Lind.
1: yeah. So I'm laughing a lot at like the humor and watching what he does, all the kinds of jokes that he makes in this special.
0: Which uh, we should say is almost a variety special. It's, it's, it's a got var- a yeah, it's got a thread of a plot, but it's like a variety the show. variety
1: show with with some stuff that's completely unrelated to Halloween at all. Yeah, um, that's the
0: part I watched first. I found that on YouTube. I was like, this has got nothing to do with the Halloween. the trucker stuff. The extended uh, trucker portion, which in the '70s truckers. There were songs about trucker, Trucker ballads. Red Savine. Oh, the trucker
1: because that is my name. These rhinestones are my trademark and trucking is my game. <laughs> so just very briefly, if you haven't seen the Paul and Halloween special, and I'm not sure why you would have. Most have It was mm. like a variety show. Paul Lind comes out, tells some jokes, and then... The plot goes that his housekeeper, played by Margaret Hamilton, who is the Wicked Witch of the West in The Wizard of Oz, she ends up taking him out to her sister's house.
0: Her sister was Witchy Poo from H.R. Puffin Stuff.
1: That's right. But then when they get to the sister's house, it's all morose and scary. It's a scary house. And he gets inside... Finds out they both turn into the witches that they are. Yeah. And then they grant him three wishes. There's a loose plot to just yeah. give For the my third show wish, someplace to go.
0: I'd like to hear another song by Kiss.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah, we'll get to that. His first wish is that he wants to be a trucker. Yeah. Which is, I was like, I'm sorry, do I need to clean my ears out? Suddenly, he's driving a truck, singing a song about being a trucker, and he's wearing like a rhinestone trucker it's a suit. rhinestone trucker. It's rhinestone. The song is like, Rhinestone Trucker, I think is the name of it. But I remember looking at that going, Jesus, he's like Liberace. Then later, I read, he was often described as Liberace without a piano. Oh. Because personality-wise, persona-wise, kind of similar. And I was like, oh, interesting. Sure. But yeah, the whole thing, very silly. No, no reason for us to have a whole sketch about him as a trucker trying to win the heart of this big bosomed waitress, but it's there. Played
0: by whoever played Pinky Tuscadero Yeah, on Happy Days, but she was always introduced as like first name, quote, Pinky Tuscadero. Yep. Last name.
1: Yep. And as you mentioned, we get several guest appearances, including Kiss's very first oh. live broadcast performance on television.
0: They did Detroit Rock City. Mm-hmm.
1: And some ballad that I don't know. That'll be Beth. I'm not really a Kiss fan. Sorry, Dad. I wouldn't call myself
0: listen. a uh, Night in Satan service, <laughs> but I did know Beth.
1: I will say, watching them perform Detroit Rock City. Although I was really bothered by the fact it's like this big deal. They're performing live. And I realized it was 76, but I was like, they're not singing. They were very clearly lip syncing and badly, but physically their performances were awesome. Oh, sure. Watching them. I was like, I guess I never really. That's their appeal. I guess Mostly. so. I mean, just the way they all moved, and I was quite taken in by it. I was like, this is really fun. But you have two performances by Kiss. You have one of the well, most wildly amazing performances I've ever heard. Lawrence Henderson? Lawrence Henderson was amazing. And she sings in a disco. And it's, that, of course, everything's old black disco. Magic. That old black magic. That old black magic has me in its face.
0: That
1: old black
0: magic. Has glad they didn't have margaret hamilton and whoever was witchy poo or even paul in rocking out to kiss oh there, that would have been really There was that cutaway where they were like okay you guys act like you're really into it then you would just sort of get like a a half i mean
1: don't you think we kind of got that though with the whole disco dance segment oh you that, with that was pretty disco. embarrassing in and of itself watching paul Lind try to dance
0: Disco bless his heart.
1: Oh, and the little guy, the little person. that would
0: be Billy Barty.
1: He was amazing. He was up there doing it too. Everybody was doing was disco dancing. But here's what I came to with a lot of this Halloween special, which some of it was super classic and fun, like seeing Margaret Hamilton be the wicked witch again. Okay. Like, whoa, that's amazing and wicked witchy. A lot of it was just an excuse to bring in all the television stars of the day, bring them all together. I realize that
0: Betty White has been around forever.
1: Yeah, Betty White, how beautiful. What a great cameo. Donnie and Marie in a surprise appearance and they were on screen for like 20 seconds but no yeah. one knew they were going to be there until it aired on a
0: variation of Paul poland was in bye bye birdie and he's saying what's the matter with kids which they redid some of the lines for this so he sings mm-hmm. that song the only modern reference i really caught was uh he threw in alice cooper yeah it's like kids yeah. with their Alice Cooper yeah. what's, what's the, the matter, matter with kids today they
1: did love no. the set decoration for the discotheque like that had the, the, the big neon bats and where everything
0: that got like orange afros. that was
1: nice and halloweeny but um what i kept coming back to was thinking like especially when they're dancing and they're doing like a step by step kind of disco da, routine da, da, da. So, was
0: was disco just like accessible to everyone back then i, I guess was it i don't inclusive? know
1: i don't think so i was
0: alive in the 70s but i didn't do a lot of disco i mostly got rides in a laundry basket if memory serves
1: what I'm getting at with this is let's try to imagine what the Paul and Halloween special would look like today. What would the two thousand thirteen trying to be hip middle aged guy what would he be trying to like twerk?
0: There would be twerking jokes, naturally. <sighs>
1: Certainly, but like wh- Betty what Betty White would
0: still be in it. <sighs> yeah. You know, KISS in seventy six were really big break really, was, yeah and breaking the, the
1: boundaries and you know he makes all these jokes Did you, does your mother know you're wearing that you know whatever i my poland is terrible
0: here's the word i used to get into poland crunchy
1: crunchy uh, says it's the
0: <laughs>
1: that was what was so fun about me for watching this is i wanted of course i want every moment of any halloween special to be dripping with yeah. halloween and i'm not sure any of the things wait, i watched wait, were we
0: just incapable of coming up with who is hot right now is that what just happened?
1: I guess our modern equivalent is like whoever's hosting the Oscars or whatever.
0: You know what? Somewhere Neil Patrick Harris has a notebook right. and in that notebook at the top it just says ideas for Halloween variety show.
1: Right. Except Neil Patrick Harris, he's cool. He's cooler than you and I put together. Like
0: Oh yeah. Oh, I don't yeah, know, yeah. but
1: like I think he'd probably He'll figure out a way to twerk in, and look awesome. Donnie like,
0: Murray. Yeah. Or you yeah. Are you want like like who's Cheesy. Who's
1: the equivalent? Yeah, like I wonder. Maybe there is. It's, it's isn't not like one. every
0: generation gets their own Paul Lin.
1: Yeah, that's true. Paul In is one in a million.
0: Yeah. Happy Halloween, everybody. <laughs> Whoopee. Another product of the '70s. I want to say '79. Uh, did I? I sent you a link to uh, the Halloween that almost wasn't. And I
1: didn't get to watch all of it, but I did watch the first well, couple minutes, and it was '79. Let
0: me tell you about the ending. Let me tie these together. Great. The ending of both of these were disco dance
1: you mean i didn't finish the halloween that almost wasn't and i missed a disco dance
0: that is the ending that's the only ending
1: idiot the halloween that almost wasn't
0: was half an hour long starring the usual universal monsters but not really because it's not a universal product so you got judd hirsch random playing dracula yeah does a good job Uh, You've got a mummy, you've got the zombie king, you've got a wicked witch, Henry Gibson, from Laughing. Mm -hmm. He was Igor, and uh, I'm leaving out the Wolfman. And there were a lot of jokes that were trying to be kind of modern, but the plot is apparently, and they don't get into the science of this, but Halloween can't happen if the wicked witch fails to fly Fly over over the the moon at midnight on Halloween, which doesn't say which midnight. I've never seen that happen, so. (laughs) True. But we don't live in Transylvania. Uh. The point is the witch has something everyone else needs in order for Halloween to happen. And she's holding out on it because she's tired of being the butt of ugly jokes and witch jokes and things like that. A couple kids come and convince her that, you know, they like her because she's the Are they the, the best. kids
1: from the beginning of the... Yeah. Because the thing that I loved, and I just ran out of time, but I began watching this and I will now finish it. Yeah. Is that... The parents and the children are sitting around the TV and they learn that there's this big upset and Halloween may not happen. And the mom and dad are kind of teaching the kids like the history of Halloween. And I was like, what a wonderfully communal moment about Halloween. And that made me really happy. But I never saw this special as a kid. I didn't.
0: Halloween gets saved. Just so you're not worried.
1: Oh, thank goodness. I did
0: catch it when I was a kid, enough to remember the disco at the end.
1: Does Judd Hirsch dance around as Dracula?
0: Yes and no. The witch spins around and gets a red dress, and she's all pretty. Ooh. And then he throws off his cape, and he's got the John Travolta outfit on.
1: Oh, my God.
0: And then everyone disco dances. The Wolfman disco dances. And, like, they run the credits over the disco dancing. So when I saw the Paul Pauline special, I was like, well, now I'm two for two for just ending a Halloween special with disco just dancing. Just
1: everybody's dancing. Ah!
0: Hi, fellas, meet the gorgeous Donna Disco! Hi, fellas,
1: let's go disco!
0: Oh, disco schmisco, I'm tired! Me too, this dancing is too exhausting! Besides, I've worked up quite an appetite. I want to get back to Monster Mansion and have some of my delicious Count Chocula Siri! I guess uh, chronologically, which is next for you?
1: Which is next? An appropriate choice of words, Marshall.
0: I'm sorry. I must have misspoke. I meant to say, which is next?
1: <laughs> no. I liked it better the first time because what I was going to talk about is 1986's The Worst Witch starring Feruza yeah. Balk.
0: Balk. who would later go on to be in The Craft, a very different kind of witch. Mm-hmm. And this one is in a pre-Harry Potter Witches Academy.
1: Her name is Mildred Hubble, a Box character. She's quite downtrodden because none of her spells ever work. She and her lab partner, instead of making a giggling potion, they accidentally make themselves go invisible. But their mean professor is Miss Hardbroom, Hardbroom, which I think is really funny. Miss Hardbroom is played by
0: Diana Rigg, which I didn't know at the time when this came out, but she was in The Avengers the british tv show she was emma peel oh doesn't mean she was a 60 sex symbol
1: got it oh I see.
0: yeah oh yeah
1: yeah she's pretty saucy in this but you in, know in it's, england more. it's fun because she tells them they have to sit right where they are until they become visible again which i think is really funny sure but you get you know as a kid uh I, and i i must say i i don't know how
0: did you watch this much when i you didn't were a kid? see it ever well, you know why it was on hbo
1: HBO, what I was going to say, it was on HBO and Disney Channel. What I found is that it would air every year on both of those channels. I didn't have either growing up. So I missed this. But I am sure, having watched it now, that I would have been absolutely obsessed with it. I mean, I was obsessed with Teen Witch. I was obsessed with Sabrina oh, the teen Teenage witch. witch. Anything where a girl could do – had. I mean, I was obsessed with Carrie, for God's sake. Anything where a girl could do – Something well, – where you could make things happen. I used to could, sit could... for hours and try to make things happen with my mind. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. So this movie would have been just my bread and butter. I, I would have loved it. First of all, I think Faruja Balk is absolutely, mesmerizingly good. I she think would have been about
0: 12 years old at the time.
1: great in this movie. So good. She's just beautiful and really affecting – Um, And it was, this was produced, this movie was produced in England by Brits. And almost everyone who is in the film are English, except she's not. Um, And Charlotte Ray. And Charlotte Ray, oh God.
0: From Facts of Life, (sighs) playing the headmistress.
1: She's terrible in this. Not so much as the headmistress. She's fine there, although I don't.
0: Believe her, her as A little over much. the top playing her other character, oh, Agatha. She's awful. The the I'm guessing twin sister.
1: She's got this horrible, you know, southern accent. Actually, the accent's not that bad, but it's just totally out of place and stupid. A little over the top. And I feel like they were like, can you do an accent? Can, well, how know, how can we make you different? She's like, 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 I can be from Alabama. It's just
0: awful. It's like Diana Rigg could step in as a female Snape. And Charlotte Ray could have stepped in as a female Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. But the character of Agatha versus Voldemort, there's really no contest. No. There. It's great to be here with you young witches on this fabulous night. Remember, girls, show the world. Let them know it's Halloween. When's the first time you watched this? Was that like this year?
1: Yesterday.
0: Oh my gosh. Okay, so you haven't watched it more than once. No. I have, over the years. The big thing is The Grand Wizard's coming.
1: And I had often, in the last several years, heard about Tim Curry's musical performance in this movie but I somehow never watched that either so my first time seeing it was yesterday oh my
0: gosh I know so Tim Curry 10 years out from having been in Rocky Horror comes in to perform for the young witches of the Academy
1: but
0: you know this is for kids and within the context of the show he's singing to a bunch of like you know 12 to 14 year old girls And he'll just, like, pause and just make sexy, like... uh.
1: He's dripping Uh. with sex.
0: Halloween. As Tim Curry tends to
1: do. Oh, yeah, and dragging out, like... Like, yeah. literally that slowly dragging well, out the last s- word of a swoons sentence.
0: over him, like, to begin with. Like, yeah. All, it was just a picture of him getting passed around.
1: Yeah. And I like that the direction for him wasn't, okay, Tim Curry, we know that you're, like, Frank and like, you're really just dripping with sexuality. The <laughs> kids' movies, so tone it down. Like, there was none of that. They were like, yeah, no. give, us, give us your all. Your all. Oh, what I love. He's talking to Miss Hardbroom and he he says Miss Hardbroom. And I'm oh, like, yeah. "Say hard a little bit more sexily, why don't you? Wait, you can't cuz you just said it dripping with sex." Um, yeah, it's just funny to me that he didn't have to tone it down at all. They just he just played that all up like it was uh I mean, well, I just too too funny. And I love also so much of his movement in that was the performance number. and the musical number.
0: Which makes it the bulk of his performance. It
1: does. So much of it is like, he, you know, he's given these big, the, these, the cape, the sides of his cape are like ISIS wings. Like they have like a handle on them, mm-hmm. much like the wings I used in my last show. Like that's what I was looking at. them going, oh, that's kind of what he's doing. And they, there were moments where he's moving from side to side. And I'm like, they must've told him, here's the choreography because we have this super cool effect. We're going to do as you move side to side, because Do you know what I'm saying? Like, so much of his movement. It's all pixelated. It's all pixelated and, like, super. Like, they're using the technology they have. Yeah, it's like 1986 super technology. They're going to key out the color
0: blue and replace it with a picture of a black cat.
1: They're like, don't worry. It's going to be super cool. Just just make sure you billow your cape like this.
0: They're going to show it on MTV.
1: Oh, my God. I just. It's so. That part is so dated. But, God, I love Tim Curry. He's so great. Part of what I love about a lot of kids specials, anything geared toward children. These days, it's it seems like much more of a minefield. People are a lot, are really careful. But a lot of these older things, it's like, that's not dumped down at all. For, I mean, it's super, it's hyper-sexualized. And they're like, I guess there's not a concern that children are going to be scarred by it. And they're not. Now, yeah, I don't think.
0: Mildred's, Uh, she comes out on top at the end of this. She's no longer the worst witch. No. After uh, thwarting Agatha's plan by turning them into snails. And she gets a nice uh, assembly at the end. Everybody applauds, except for Ethel, because she's all sour grapes. Ethel. And then, uh, you know, Tim Curry's like, let's declare it a half holiday. What do you want to do? And she wants to practice flying. And then he's like, then fly with me. And it ends with her, like, literally flying through the air. She's like Tim, resting on his with Tim cape. Curry. Like yeah, she's not even cape. on her
1: broom. She's like on part of his cape and they're just <laughs> smiling at each other as they float over the countryside.
0: No for that there must have been some like, you know. All right, Tim, don't oversex. Come <laughs> come fly with me he's like bring bring it down i
1: yeah i wondered i come fly with me when i saw that part
0: come fly well he says
1: right he says to her uh she's like i i suppose i'd want to practice my flying he's like would you like to practice your flying with me and she's like with you he's like "Uh uh-huh and i was like oh that was not too bad and then the actual flying is super innocent and fun and they're smiling pleasantly And innocuously each other. based
0: on his previous line readings, it could have gone horribly, horribly wrong. Would you
1: like to try flying with me? Like, it could have been, yeah. Just
0: creepy, creepy. Just offset the rest of it.
1: Yeah. So that was delicately addressed. But to bring this back to Halloween, because Mm. yes, it's all witchy, but like certain witch things like Harry Potter can take place at all times of the year. But the worst witch is centered around Halloween. Yeah. You know, the, the wizard is, the grand wizard deal. is coming to be there for their Halloween celebrations. And Halloween is a big deal in the witching world. So you see, they have like a big jack-o'-lantern face on the side of the castle they all live in. and They'll dress in Halloween and...
0: colors, but presumably they do that all year round.
1: Right. But I love that. I mean, it, it still feels very Halloween-y, even though it doesn't have to. They make sure it's, you know, it is still a very Halloween-y program, unlike Some Rhinestone others. Truckers. Yeah,
0: Rhinestone <laughs> Truckers as Halloween.
1: You know what Halloween night is? <laughs> Yeah, well, take that stupid pumpkin off your head and I'll tell you.
0: Something else that I watch every year is also the very first thing I ever taped with a VCR off of a television. Which, my dad got a VCR from a relative who already owned a VCR. And then he won a VCR, but no one has two VCRs, because that's nuts. What kind of person would have two VCRs? So he boxed it up and sent it to us. But then... The packing peanuts got in it. So my dad had to get all the packing peanuts out from the inside of the VCR, which I was like, hook it up. And he was in no real hurry to hook it up. And I clearly was. So he wanted me to learn how to type uh, a very useful skill. And so what I had to do in order to have him hook up the VCR is type my name with my eyes closed. I got close enough. I had him come in uh, to watch me do it. On the night that Garfield's Halloween Adventure was coming on the oh, TV, oh my goodness! Because this had to be preserved. I'll have you know, Halloween's my middle name, Gar Halloweenfield. Oh well. And then I got to uh, watch it whenever, which was mostly once a year, right? Anyways, right for Halloween but time. But knowing
1: sometimes knowing you can watch it whenever you want, and so it's just enough. there.
0: You don't have to chase it down.
1: And I'm looking at your now your DVD copy. Mm-hmm. You've upgraded.
0: I saw that at a friend's house and lost my mind.
1: Pretty cute.
0: That I could uh, just go out and buy it on a DVD. Right. It's a Garfield holiday collection, including one for Thanksgiving and one for Christmas. The Garfield's Halloween Adventure, it's a half hour long. It's one of those Halloween specials that manages to have both a supernatural element and the actual customs of Halloween, which is you know, trick-or-treating dressing up right um but manages to fit in some actual ghosts and in this case actual scary ghosts
1: Ooh, yeah it says on the back they go to a haunted house i mean if i saw this it was i was a kid so i don't really remember
0: uh so let me describe to you what's so great about it
1: spoiler alert
0: if nothing else uh and i know i put this on a disc for you last year uh three good songs come from it two sang by lou rawls and one by the voice of Garfield, uh, Lorenzo Music. I don't know whether I should just try to sing them into the microphone or if I'll just put them in. But, you know, there's like, this is a night,
1: this is a night oh. that I've been waiting
0: for. Yeah,
1: I know that song. I, I remember know. that from your mix. Yeah. So that's on, on, to you. on there. Okay. Yeah.
0: That, that's we Lou Rawls singing like the opening credit song. Oh, and then there's Garfield trying to figure out what he should be for Halloween. And then there's another one about how he's not afraid. He's like, the one thing I'm not, no, the one thing I'm not is a scare cat yeah. one thing he's not is a scaredy cat and then he gets scared oh. and then so after a night of uh tricks or treats garfield realizes that he can get more candy if he just crosses the river uh, over to the next town but then he gets swept away by the current to this old spooky house Ooh. where a very old man tells him that like you picked a bad night to visit because a hundred years ago pirates buried treasure here and they swore an oath of blood that they would return Okay. And Garfield's like, I don't believe it. Believe it! (laughs) So some pretty late in the game pirates get added to the mix. And then the pirates come.
1: Are they ghost pirates? They're ghost
0: pirates. And they're drawn differently than anything else. They're almost like glowing but chalky. Okay. Like bones. Yeah. They're kind of like, like floating skeletons. And Odie and Garfield make a run for it. Odie saves his life. Then they find their boat and all the candy inside. And Garfield, who originally planned on keeping all of the candy for himself... Then uh decides to give half of it to Odie.
1: Oh, buddy. Great personal sacrifice. Yeah. It's a nice lesson for the kids. Yeah. Sharing. Boy,
0: am I wired? I think I'll see what's on TV. Good evening, and welcome to our all night pirate movie festival. Boy, am I tired. <sighs> it's the end. And it's great. Cute. And
1: and you taped it on your VHS?
0: Tape? Taped it on my VHS. Still exists. Didn't throw it out. Nice. Uh, to my sister's dismay, she gets after me that I've kept all of my VHS tapes back in Pennsylvania just take up space. Right. But you know what?
1: Nostalgia.
0: I, I mean... As long as I still have a VCR, it's not an entirely useless thing. Uh, and I have two VCRs in my living room, one of them keeping the other one off the carpet. Children! I love Children! Something that I, I wrote down to mention and I almost completely forgot because I didn't look at my note. Something that I feel about Halloween that doesn't really step in the line with really any of the perceived benefits of Halloween, which is I got to see other people's houses yeah, from the inside. And, you know, in, in an average year as a kid, I'd go into like my home and the homes of friends and then something would take me into like maybe a seven or eight different homes outside of my family's home and relatives' homes, Mm -hmm. and get to see how other people lived. And it's not like they gave me the tour of the house. But
1: you'd get a good peek in at the front door. Well, not just a
0: peek Mm -hmm. in. Actually, um, because it was cold in Pennsylvania in October, Ah. most people would just kind of leave the front door open, and they would be sitting in like their living room with just like a bowl of candy. And you would enter their living room. You'd get like 10 steps in. You'd get to see like, oh, these people have a TV on the floor instead of... Up on a stand. Mm. And these people have carpeting on their steps. Yeah. And instead of hardwood. And you, these people. They've have,
1: got a TV in their kitchen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They have cats. And and these people are black. Right. And you know. Right. Uh, and it's like, well, I've scoped out. Oh, I see you have um, mirrors on the walls that aren't really for. They're shaped like birds. Okay. Bye. Thanks for the candy. Yeah, And, yeah, then, yeah. and then you go to the next house. Like, trick or treat. What are you? Uh, I'm a magician. Oh, that's nice. Um, And I see you. Have linoleum. But it's a different color than in my house. Okay, bye. Right. Your and refrigerator's green. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not just like, like decorating tips, but just to be able to see how everyone else was living.
1: It is affecting to see... because. A home is very intimate in, yeah. in in a way. I mean, it's where people I remember as a kid going to other people's homes and like if somebody's mom used like a lo- air fresheners all day long, so the whole house smells like cinnamon and hay like all <laughs> day long. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I can I I love that. I think that's a good point. I I mean we didn't yeah. really get to go deeply inside homes when trick or treating. I mean it was chilly, but it wasn't it wasn't Pennsylvania cold. So yeah. we would have people come just to the front door, but we I could still but see there's, inside. There's plenty homes. of that.
0: And there's plenty of just like, oh, your walls are beige.
1: But I still I but got that perspective of, as a kid too, I in think. In one
0: night also. I mean, like I'm literally running from house to house, seeing people's living rooms and then running to the next one. Yeah. And just at the end of the night, I've been in more houses than I would all year. Yeah. The, all, all the rest of the houses I'd go in for the rest of the year all put together wouldn't equal that one night.
1: And might I say that um, also sometimes yeah. you might see – Someone watching It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, while you're trick-or-treating at their house.
0: Way to bring it around.
1: Kapow! That's how we do. <laughs>
0: Accounts of this grisly development came from people. Donald's <laughs> You can always count on them to be. God created the heavens; He created you. Two dollars the first minute, 45 cents. Being beyond belief. Wednesday, it's hot and cold running chills as a big witch brews trouble for America's favorite rabbit in Bugs Bunny's Halloween special. Me, what's up, witch? Then Raggedy Ann and Andy get the stuffing scared out of them in The Pumpkin Who Couldn't Smile. Two Halloween treats starting at 8, 7 Central and Mountain.
1: By the way, I love that we basically stopped um, Halloween specials. We stopped our coverage after the like late 80s. Whereas there have been Halloween specials since then, like Halloween Town and like, I mean, but I think it's every generation's kind of curse or responsibility to kind of poo-poo anything that came after when they were kids. Yes. (laughs) And I was
0: trying to get for when it was special. Yeah. You know, when it was more of an event to bring it all the way back when you could get the. (laughs) Oh, I also watched Halloween as Grinch Night.
1: That sounds like a mess.
0: Yeah, really was. They had to explain it with the title because they never mentioned Halloween. Right. It's like there's an autumn night where the Grinch is going to come and mess things up.
1: Oh God! And the dog gets
0: his own song about having made bad choices in his life and winding up with the Grinch. A song? I think uh, Boris Karloff may have been dead by this point.
1: And certainly, there's no Thurl Ravenscroft.
0: No Thurl Ravenscroft. (laughs) Raggedy Ann and Andy, the pumpkin that wouldn't smile, better.
1: I saw that title. I didn't realize that was Raggedy Ann and Andy. It is. I was way into them. I'm sure I saw that. They waste
0: no time with why there's talking dolls. You just accept it as a fact and they go from there. It's
1: the cleanest way to do it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, But that was all Chuck Jones. So if nothing else, it looks really great. Mm -hmm. And it's a simple story. They're not out to save all of Halloween. They're out to get a pumpkin to a sad boy. And the pumpkin's also very sad. No. Because nobody wants them and it's Halloween night.
1: That is very sad.
0: But, uh, spoiler alert, it all works out. Yay! Hey everybody, if you like what you've been listening to, drop us a line and tell us so. And you can reach us at boys at gmail.com. You can follow us at Twitter, boysandghouls at Twitter. We got a Facebook page.
1: Pinterest account.
0: Pinterest account. We've couple of tumblers. A couple
1: of tumblers. We've got an Instagram account, Boys and Ghouls Podcast on Instagram basically just any way you want to reach us we're there we're waiting for you google you us and see what you like request a topic we've never heard a topic request we always just come up with them but we're open to hearing if there was something people wanted us to cover anything you want to talk or about Or if
0: you're like how could they not have mentioned which is night out or mr boogity or was it bride of boogity
1: bride of boogity
0: or one of many halloween specials we didn't even touch on go ahead and uh leave us a little something on our Facebook page. Yeah. And give it a like while you're at it. <laughs> and if you can't get enough of cat just here talking to me, cat, uh, you made a CD? I
1: did. Um I made a Halloween concept album that one of our lucky listeners, Melissa P, um already has in her possession. And if anybody wants one, you can just request it. I'll send it to you. Melissa will vouch for I actually sent her um the album. So if you wanna hear it, it's just silliness I made for my best friends. Um and
0: we consider you
1: yeah, best friends. Yeah, we do.
0: Now to clarify, this isn't just like a mix like I made you with just Halloween songs on no, it. No,
1: I'm singing, yeah. It's me singing um, if you
0: like this voice now, wait till you hear it.
1: <laughs> and it's um, it's nothing original, really, other than like there are some mashups, but it's all covers of existing songs or songs done in a spooky way or spooky songs done my way. It's it, I, mean, I and do for read those
0: it. copyright reasons. We're literally giving it away. Yeah, I'm
1: not making any money. It's just for fun. Because we're you not wanna, allowed to sell it. Yeah, there's just it's all very silly. And maybe uh, if you're lucky, he'll play a little bit of something right here or not.
0: Wait, wait, wait for it why cat that has a good beat and i can dance to it
1: (laughs) oh boy
0: all right well folks um have a safe and happy halloween and until next time
1: beware the halloween moon
0: hey He